Hello, welcome to a Tuesday evening episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. We are back this week on, like I said, this lovely Tuesday evening, another day in uh, paradise with this quarantining and everything. Um, first off, I do want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the last episode when uh, Chad of Penguins Twitter came on and Penguins beat writer Josh Yoey came on the podcast for his debut. Um, Josh will definitely be back on at some point. Same with Chad. Um, I have something up my sleeve this week for what we're going to talk about. I'm going to have a couple more guests on. One who's already been on here before and another who has um, has not been on. He'll be making his uh, debut. But that's all I'm going to say at this point. But, um, yeah, just really, really appreciate you guys listening. Um, Josh had a lot of great content that he brought um, to the table with the 92-93 Penguins. You know, Chad did did too, but um, it was really great that um, Josh was able to come on and make his uh, Locked on Penguins debut. But um, for this week, we're going to be continuing the the, um, the series for the best season in franchise history. It'll be another uh, one. But uh, for this week, I'm going to go with the 2015-16 season for the Penguins. just, uh, I guess we'll just talk about this in, in the first segment. Well, should we do it in the first segment? You know what? Now we're gonna we're gonna do that in um, the next seg- segment, actually, in the next, honestly, the next two segments. But um, I did want to start out by um, say, uh, we'll just talk about you know Crystal Tang did an inter- interview with the uh, he did a video conference today with some of the Penguins media, and you know we're just gonna go through some of his comments that I found pretty interesting uh, because you know that's what we're doing at this point. But um. No, Chris Stan basically just said, you know, he hopes everyone is healthy and safe. Um, let's see here. I'm, I'm honestly just going through all the tweets that someone um, put up from the video conference. Um, he said, um, Latang on the break. Everyone will be on the same level. What's hard is we don't have access to gyms or skates. You're left with whatever is at your house or outdoors. That's the difficulty of getting back and doing it as quick as possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel really bad for all the players um, in this situation. You know, they don't have access to a gym unless they have like a little maybe a make a mini gym at home. But like, of course, a bigger gym. And, you know, you really can't skate at home unless you somehow have a pond outside that's frozen. But in April at this time of year, re- really, really don't think there is a uh, frozen pond for everyone to um, – for people to skate on. But um, Latang thinks uh, it's going to take around three weeks of playing and practicing to get back to speed. He said um, you probably won't see a difference between teams because everyone's going to be in the same boat. Um, he also talked about him being a stay-at-home dad now apparently. Um, he has breakfast with his kids uh, now, which is something he really has not had to do. He really doesn't. He, he doesn't get to do as often because you know he's always on the road. Um, apparently, he said he'll be. Latang will be working out, and then Alex will uh, jump in. He'll get him to play mini hockey. You know, we always stand Alexander Latang, especially on this podcast, and how awesome he was at All Star Weekend. Guy was just like ro- ro- he was roasting Chris, telling him he's going to take his job, uh, telling all the players I think he's going to take their jobs. Alex, Alex Latang is just a really, really. Um, just a great, uh, great little kid. You know, he said inside my back is taking a beating because I've always been over. We've been trying to keep our skill up. There's nothing though like the um, the real thing. I did like this quote though. He said, "You have to treat this period as your rest, as your summer break. I'm trying to build up my body, make sure when I come back I'm fully rested. That's my approach right now, and keep my cardio up with a bike and some running. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, I would also kind of guess that this is the mindset of a lot of players. You know, they're treating this as their off season, as basically an early off season because. Who knows at this point if the season's going to come back. The NHL already has pushed back their self-quarantining period again. I think this is the second or third time. 
now and is now until April 30th. So, uh, is it going to be pushed back again? Very, very most likely. Um, I would, I would be a little bit stunned if it was not, um, pushed back again, but, um, that, that's just where we are right now. And, and like I said, you know, I, I think a lot of players for this period, they're just going to treat this as an extended off season because for all we know, we really may not have, have hockey again until October, you know, maybe not even until next year. Um, he also said, you know, it's really tough for teams that were playing well to keep going because of the long break. It's going to be important that everyone gets going. Um, there's no right answer. This is, of course, when um, everyone comes back. Um, let's see what else he uh, talked about here. Uh, this was this was a really, really good one. Latang on which teammate he talks to the most. Uh, Sid, for sure. It's almost every two days or so. You know, that's just that keeps the little bromance going, I should say, because they both, um, when they were asked the questions of who they would be self quarantining with or who they stay with, and that um, if they had to pick a teammate to quarantine with, it, uh, Latang said Crosby, and Crosby said Latang because uh, Latang is uh, very much in the know, as evidenced on, on his, honestly by um, this interview. And then, you know, just talked about, you know, he's been watching the 2009 games back on AT&T Sportsnet since he's, in, he's been in Pittsburgh. He didn't go back to his Montreal home. He watched the 2016 game one. If they asked him about, this was also a really, really good question um, before we hit a really, really funny one. Latang on who is the bigger rival, the Flyers or the Caps? Um, he goes, I think it's the Capitals. I think the Flyers were more when we came into the league. We had the taste of the Flyers Penguins. But knowing Sid and Ovi came into the league at the same time to take over, long run Caps Pens is the biggest. Um you know, my take on that, uh, I can't disagree with him. I think ever since 2012, you know, when the Penguins and Flyers, of course, had that just a monstrosity, almost basically an atrocity of a series when the Penguins just, of course, flat out embarrassed themselves. Um, I, I have thought that the Penguins and Capitals has been the better rivalry. You know, it's just, you know, there's more there's more fights, there's more pushing and shoving. You know, Flyers and the Penguins, it's almost like, Steelers Ravens where you know the teams like they they're they're, they're more respectable with each other and Flyers uh, I mean and Capitals uh, Penguins that's just a, it's almost kind of like Steelers Bengals words and it's nothing like that yeah I made a Steelers uh, Penguins uh, comparison you know I, I thought that'd be a great one to a uh, way to look at it but um, that that's just my take on it you know of course every time the Capitals and Penguins play you you have Tom Wilson running running around looking like an idiot same with uh, T J Oshie sometimes being a bit of a um, of a dummy, you know, Chris Letang has had his moments where he's been a little bit dumb against the, um, the Capitals of Yenny Malkin has had a couple moments here and there, but, um, yeah, it's just the, the games are just more heated. And, um, if you're asking me what, if I would take a Penguins Capitals or a Penguins Flyers, uh, series, if I had to pick one, I'd go Penguins Capitals just because the games are just, they're just so much better. I mean, it's really just not even close at this point. Um, yeah, I'm glad Chris Tang said the same thing. Like, like I said, you know, if I was thinking, it's just, it's not the same as it once was. You know, the, the fan bases, yeah, I mean, they hate each other. You know, you all know Flyers fans hate Sidney Crosby still. You know, 15 years later, it's 2020. Uh, Flyers fans still hate Sidney Crosby and will boo him and do Crosby sucks chance. But um, anyways, you know, it's just, the games just aren't like, you know, they're not heated anymore. It's just mostly, you know, business as usual. While Penguins Capitals, it's, it's anything usually but that with those two teams with a genuine, um, hatred with each other. I would, I would take Penguins Capitals and, uh, over Penguins Flyers and day of the week right now. And lastly, uh, Chris Tank said, you know, he enjoys homeschooling his son, Alex, because I'm learning more things and I can practice my English. So never change, you never change Chris Tang, you know, be able to practice your English. I know it's, of course, it's not his first language though. He does speak some pretty damn good English, but, 
Um, wanted to give you guys some very good Chris Letang content because um, what better to uh, talk about during this period than Chris Letang because he's awesome in so many ways. But um, yeah, I, I figured we would spend this um, this segment talking about um, how Chris Letang was great with the media today and had some really, really cool answers to a lot of um, cool questions from the video conference. All right, so to continue our series today with our best uh, season in franchise history, like I said um, very early in the podcast, we are going to do the 2015-16 Penguins. Um, That is my favorite Penguin team for as long as I've been a fan. I think it will probably be my favorite Penguin team as as, as long as I will be a fan for the rest of my life. That team was just unbelievable in so many ways. You know, I remember... It was that December, um, mid-December um, night against the Kings that shootout, and the Kings were just atrocious. They were bad, and the Penguins they lost that game in the shootout. I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, just going upstairs, and I'm just like, "There's uh, this this team is stale. There's nothing going on. Like, what what the hell is going on?" And as soon as I next day, you know, I'm driving back from my dad's. And I get I get the I get the text I get the text alert on my phone. Well, the, the alert from the uh, it was like the team stream or something Bleacher Report saying, "Yeah, Penguins have fired Mike Johnston, Mike Sullivan as head coach." I I basically had to pull over because I almost started screaming because I was just done with Mike Johnston. He was just absolutely terrible. And then you know the, the results, of course, were a mixed bag. You have to start with Mike Sullivan, but you could just tell right away they were playing so like they were just they were playing better even though they were trading wins and losses back and forth you win one you lose one you win one you lose one it was just going back and forth and back and forth and then of course you had the Rob Scuderi trade for Trevor Daly which is to this day um pro- uh one of the top 3 best trades Jim Rutherford has ever pulled off I still cannot believe he actually traded uh got Trevor Daly in return for um Rob Scuderi um I'm trying to think here my ex-girlfriend at the time um, who I will not speak of on this podcast for um, many reasons. Um, I think <laughs> the text that I got, um, it, it was like, you got Trevor, you got Trevor fucking, he was like, you got Trevor fucking daily. I'm like, yeah, I, I know we did. But, um, and anyways, to not talk about that, um, it was just, that trade just, uh, it's just, it's, it's at the Penguins going, you know, the Carl Haglin trade, made them that much more faster. You know, David Perron was a good player. You know, he's had some really, really good seasons ever since he was traded from the Penguins, of course, with uh, Vegas and then going back to the Blues, um, where he's he's just been really, really good with both those franchises. It just wasn't working out with Pittsburgh. And the Penguins got Carl Aglin. You know, they put him with Nick Benino. They put Phil Kessel on that line for the HBK line, and that's all she wrote. The Penguins just... They hit their stride uh, January. Uh, I think February was a lot of, you know, gen- end of January, early February was when they just started to hit their stride. Torch teams in March left and right. I remember, I remember that game. It was against the Capitals. It was their third game. It was in Pittsburgh. And the Penguins jumped out to that 2 nothing lead. The Caps were able to come back and tie. This was when the Capitals were running away with the Metropolitan Divi- um, Division. Ooh, almost um, stuttered there pretty bad. But... Um, like, yeah, like I said, this was when they were running away with the Metro. You know, the Penguins were basically almost locked into the number two seed here um, over the um, the Rangers, who, of course, they crushed in the first round, which we'll get to that uh, coming up. But, um, and then Kunaka was able to make it 3-2, and then it was 4-2, and then 5-2, and then when, when it was 6-2, I'm like, okay, we, we actually might have something to work in here, folks, because that, that game, that, that was the game from the Penguins, I think it was in mid-March, that was, it was during their massive run, I was like, okay, 
You know, this is this is a team that is dangerous. This is a team I think that can beat the Capitals in the, in the playoffs. This is a team that I think can go for a Stanley Cup. And um, you know, they, like I said, they torched teams the rest of March. They torched teams in April. They were able to get second in the Metro. And then, of course, you know, they draw the New York Rangers. Um, <clears throat> the Rangers were honestly lucky that series wasn't a sweep. I know they lost to Jeff Sackoff in Game One, but um, after that, when Matt Murray came back after the Penguins lost Game Two, the Penguins just picked the Rangers apart like they were. It was like they were a pee wee team. Game Three was a little closer than I think uh, the score indicated. Game Four they crushed them, and then Game Five they absolutely crushed them too. Um, that was that was when you know they finally got all that payback on Henrik Lundqvist because. Um, uh, yeah, they, they, he deserved it. What he did to the Penguins and all those uh, prior playoff runs, it was very annoying, and the Penguins were able to get some uh, classic payback um, on him. But um, just just the way, you know, after that, and even it, just, it magnified after the Rangers series, I'm like, this this is a Stanley Cup team. Uh, I just, you put the lines together, you could put, you know, Sherry with, with, with Crosby and Hornquist. You can put... Kunitz with Malkin and with with and Ross and you have the Haglin, Benino and Kesselin and oh my God was that line just you know I just I want for shits and giggles honestly to have that line have like a banner like HBK line up in the PPG Paints Arena it'll probably never happen and you know I don't want my team to have a bunch of banners for no reason you know we don't want to look like the Capitals over here who have 2018 Metropolitan Division champions or the Predators. 2018 uh, Central Division champions. I think the Predators did have a uh, weird banner for basically um, n- no reason. I- I'm not to remember which one it was. I think it was something like that. But still, so what that line did, you know, the legend of Phil Kessel, you know, only just intensified as the playoffs came around. He was he was a giant that playoff run. And um, to to be honest, I was. I would have given him the con Smythe that year. He was he was that good. I, I know people still don't agree that Sidney Crosby got it. You know, I'm one of them. You know, I, I just like seeing people get still get mad to this day that Sidney Crosby was able to get the con Smythe trophy because um, it just anything Sidney Crosby does just pisses people off. You know, it just that's the way it goes. And just to like basically say how good he was or just. I'm, I'm trying to find the word. Just to look how good he was, I guess. 10 goals, 22 points in 24 playoff games. That is basically a point for a game for those who are bad at math, including me, but still it does not take a genius to see that he was a point per game in the playoffs for the Penguins that run. Sidney Crosby, um, in comparison, that run, as I look this up right now, I do not have, not, I do not have this memorized. Um, for this run, Sidney Crosby was, if I can find that, oh my God, where is this at on the, uh, hot carbons? Okay. Finally. Okay. Six goals and 19 points, 24 games. Again, that's close to a point per game, but you know, Kessel's 22 points, 10 goals in 24 playoff games. I'm sorry. I I, got to give that to him. You know, I know Sidney Crosby's two way game, um, has been really, really good ever since that season, you know, where he just really came into his own as a Selkie trophy candidate, um, where he, he's going to be, I think, a finalist at, at some point in, uh, in this career in these latter seasons. But Phil Kesselman, you know, we can actually play a goal um, from that run. Let's see which one I'm going to play here um, for you all. Um, let's see. All right, so here's the one from Game 5 against the Rangers where the Penguins basically just blew them out. Um, what was it, 6-2, 6-3 at the end. Um, here is Kessel's goal that tied the game and then which paved the way 
for the Penguins to just blow the doors off the Rangers. Here it is. 45 seconds after the Penguins score. Down Kessler. Ties the game at two on the power play. Penguins on this power play. Beautiful pass. Crosby underneath the stick of Foss to Phil Kessel, who's got as good a wrist shot as anybody in the National Hockey League. Here it comes again. Latang had led the rush. Found Crosby. Beautiful pass. And then how about that shot? So uh, that that shot is just wow. Uh, yeah, as Joe Micheletti said, Phil Kessel's uh, wrist shot, snapshot, his, any kind of wrist shot or snapshot is just absolutely lethal. Um, that shot, it, it actually was almost going wide, and then it goes off Lundqvist, his knob of the stick, and goes top shelf. Uh, but still, you know, Lundqvist almost had no shot on that anyway because that 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 puck just had an eye for the net. Um, Phil Kessel did uh, what Phil Kessel did. He, he, he had a good reputation in the playoffs um, before coming to Pittsburgh. You know, you, you all forget um, for, for uh, Kessel. He was really, really good um, with the Bruins a couple years. You know, four, four, four points in four playoff games in 07-08. Then 08-09, six goals, 11 points, 11 playoff games, a point-per-game player. 2012-13 with the, with the Leafs, the only year he made the playoffs for the Leafs. Four goals, six points in seven playoff games. I mean, uh, that's just as good as it can get. His overall career numbers um, for seven years in playoffs, even after um, the 2015-16 season uh, where he just lit it up, 33 playoff goals, 77 playoff points, and 87 playoff games. That is like that is very, very close to a point-per-game player. And, you know, without Phil Kessel's services, yeah, the Penguins don't do shit that year. That was the perfect trade at a perfect time for Jim Rutherford. There was just so much smoke surrounding, you know, what's he going to do? What's going to happen? And they were able to get Kessel for a pretty cheap price. Their best player going back was what, Kasperi Kapanen. And he's not been bad. You know, Kasperi Kapanen has not been bad with Toronto. But, you know, getting Phil Kessel and what he did last season, especially on that Hagelin uh, and Benino line, the HPK line, was just um, out of this world. Um, we will probably never see a line like that uh, with the Penguins for a while, uh, I would think. Just how they dominated the opposition. You had to account for Crosby on his own line. Then you had to account for Malkin, who was also really, really good that run when he came back from his elbow injury. And then <laughs> you had to account for Kessel getting hot with Nick Benino, who was getting hot at the right time, and Carl Hagelin, whose speed just gives everyone fits. That's just not fair. <laughs> and then on the fourth line, you can put out Eric Fair. Uh, and Matt Cullen, who went, this is when Matt Cullen had a lot left in the tank. This wasn't a, the corpse of Matt Cullen from last season or this season before that. This was when Matt Cullen was still, um, doing his thing and doing his thing, uh, a pretty damn good job of doing his thing. I'm not going to lie, but, um, they, I mean, they gave the Capitals a fits the next round. Um, the Tampa Bay, they gave Tampa a fit. You know, we're going to have more, um, on more of the playoff series are coming tomorrow, um, for locked on penguins and how they dominated them. But, um, just the way the way Kessel was just able to do his thing. I have just keep repeating it. Just out of this world, man. Um, I I still miss Phil Kessel to this day. I understand why they traded him. You know, even this season, he was he was not having a good season. Everyone, you know, fourteen goals, thirty eight points. I think if I, if I can actually find this real quick. Yeah, in seventy games, fourteen goals, thirty eight points. Yeah, that's just that's a far cry from last season. You know, we had eighty two points in in eighty two games. 92 points in 82 games before that, 70 points in 82 games, and then 59 and 82. Yeah, he's just, he he hit a wall, and, you know, it looks like the Penguins were able to get out of that contract at the right time, but still. Um, Phil Kessel did his job. He was a key piece to why that team was so dominant, and um, I think we might leave off for that, um, for this episode of Locked on Penguins. I know it's a bit short. 
But um, like I said, we're going to have more about this 2015-16 season coming tomorrow. We'll talk a lot more about that Capitals series. I, I wanted to discuss a little bit of the Rangers one. Um, yeah, that, that that Rangers one was utter domination. I remember, you know, people, Rangers writers were just like, yeah, this is this is a shellackling of the Rangers just because the Penguins just got hot the month before and it carried over into the playoffs. And then, of course, it carried over for the whole two months of the playoffs. So, But um, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Um, like I said, we'll have another episode coming tomorrow. And then on um, Thursday, Friday, I think, I think it's Thursday, um, we're going to have an episode coming in the evening with a couple of guests to talk about this season and why it's just, it's one of the best seasons in franchise history. But uh, yeah, until then, um, stay safe, everyone. Keep quarantining. I hope you all are staying safe at home, doing the same things. I'm sure each day as, you know, we're into day 30-something, 40-something of this, you know, it's just, you know, we are going to get through this. I promise you guys, and um, we're going to be that much better um, when we do get out of this. And, you know, we'll just be much better off for it. But um, thank you guys so much again, like I said, for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Also keep uh, on the lookout for the Locked On NHL show. They do it coming um, during the week. You know, they have some guests on from the different Locked On NHL pod, uh, podcasts. The team's uh, is on from the national show. Keep listening to that. And also um, go listen to some Steelers stuff on Locked On Steelers with Chris Carter. The draft is uh, very close now. So if you guys are Steelers fans and listen to this, please go listen to that as well. So um, like I said, we will talk to you all tomorrow.